So, you're a musician. Each week, we're going to discuss survival within the music industry. We'll chat to professionals who can help us and you find a way. Talking about things like how to get a job, what's the point in networking? <laughs> Staying sane. <laughs> that as well, yeah. So if you're lost and not sure what to do next, welcome to the club and welcome to the Open Bat Podcast. Okay, so Tristan, this week we finally have another guest. Woo! We do. We are joined with by Mr. Matt Kersey. Hello, how are we doing? We're very well, thank you. Um, so... Uh, I suppose you are a luthier. Yep. So you build guitars and you, and you work on guitars. Just give me a little bit of insight into how you first got into music in general. And then we'll sort of, and then we can hopefully map your story yeah, to yeah, where yeah. you are now. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was definitely a sort of rebellion against, you know, not wanting to do football. Uh, and, and just being well not even not wanting to do football it was just that I wasn't very good at football uh, I was just like you know my dad he, he's a passionate West Ham fan and like coach you know he's he, to his credit he's always been so involved with like the sort of you know sure. youth projects and stuff like that and, and getting kids involved with sport so like I was obviously going to be doing that and and you know I was always doing sort of activity swimming and things like that when I was younger um and it was one of those things where I got to sort of yeah it would, swimming was I guess my like skill as it were up until about 13 I was just like swimming that's all I'm gonna do and then I kind of got to that age where I was just like I'm actually just not as good as like everyone else I wasn't winning races and okay. and and it kind of for a year or so, I was just like, I lost, I didn't know what I was doing. And then I met my friend Tom at school and he brought a guitar in one day and I was like, and like classic, like what everyone was like really interested and was like, yeah, he, yeah. he was playing some Oasis songs or whatever. And I just kind of was <laughs> like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. How do I do that? But, but, but you didn't play guitar at all No, at no like literally, right. like I was so unmusical. It was a, a joke. And it's been, <laughs> it's, it's been a constant struggle my whole life to try and get myself into like music and like playing. It took like sure. a good few years. Like I, you know, bargained with my parents for a year or two to get a guitar. Uh, and what sort of age was this? So this was like between the age of like sort of 13 to 15. I was just like, I would just constantly like be like every Christmas or birthday, like can I have a new guitar? Can I have a new guitar? You know, just like, and I think that, you know, what and what happened was I had my first like on-course Strat, which I remember getting. And it, I mean, it was the most amazing thing ever, but mm. also like looking back at it, it's probably the like most like terrible <laughs> guitar. Cause I, yeah. I couldn't play it. Like I, okay. I couldn't like play it. And it was probably just needing, like with my experience now, I just probably just needed a setup, you know, mm. it just needed to be like tinkered yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. But you know, when you first get your first, you just like the strings are so high and yeah, I, I just thought, oh, I'll just take it apart. And, right. and it ended up like this strat was just in pieces on my bedroom floor. My mum comes in and just loses it. And I'm just like there like for the next day, try to put it back together until we <laughs> like, I, I basically, I get it back to some resemblance of what it looked like before and then had to take it up to well, was the music department, you know, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so when you did that... Was that a real moment that kind of defined then what you've gone on to do now? I think like when I look back at it, it was like there were the two sort of sides of it. it was like kind of like 
the music side and enjoying you know playing music yeah yeah and then there was the kind of yeah i was always good at woodwork and things like that my granddad he he's a massive sort of part of my sort of skill learning journey i guess and he i like he because he would me and him would always be making stuff at his like you know at his house and stuff and he had a great garage full of tools and things so we actually made my first like guitar when I was, yeah, like 14, 15, oh, really? got some pictures of like me, like just like scrubbing away at this neck that I'd been making for like a year. Because <laughs> uh, the first ones, yeah, they took like some time, you know, and yeah. it was, I didn't know what I was doing either. I was just, I, like literally making this thing and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I didn't know that I wanted to make guitars as a career until probably I got to, I think it was sort of 16, like, yeah, choosing A-levels. Sure. Because it was then that I kind of realised that I needed to do something, and nothing, nothing that was given to me at school really was like I was like I don't see myself being, you know, this no. thing or that thing. I, that I think sense. I just was just obsessed with guitars. Like I was right. completely like literally. If you I look at my like YouTube, because <laughs> you don't like get rid of subscribe. You know, no, you, no, when no, you no. subscribe to things, mm. you just like subscribe to them. Yeah, stay forever. Yeah. Um, and like when I look at it, it's like all the channels that I like a guitar channels because I don't even watch YouTube that much anymore. Like mm. you know channels anymore, but. I just used to watch so much content on like guitar, anything yeah. like they, they were like, didn't matter what it was. I was just like obsessed with it. So then, so then you build that first one and mm. like 15, 16 was that? So I, I, I probably 14 to 15 right. was making okay. that and first then, guitar. So, so then did, did you go to sixth form or did you? No. No. What, what, what did you do at that point? So like, yeah, I, I in the, in those years between like, yeah, uh, the first I've made like two other guitars between then and 16 and then I kind of uh I was starting to really get into it then and I started thinking about like oh what you know kind of I could make this I could make that and I, I sort of I, I distinctly remember sitting in my bedroom one night and like dreaming up like what my like fourth fifth guitar would be sure. just was like I kind of was like right I'm going to build this one and then I'm going to build this one um and then I kind of re and I was watching the videos that of like kind of like you know how it's made. You know, yeah, do you yeah, ever yeah, you yeah, yeah, watch those? Yeah, yeah. And there's one on. There's a really good one that I, I still sometimes watch just for fun. <laughs> Is it, I just think it's a great video. Um, and it's like how how the guitar's made, and it's like this Japanese factory. I think um, I think it is in Japan. I might be wrong, but um, it takes you through all the steps, and you start seeing all the woodworking machines and things. And I was like, at that age, I was just like, what? How? How does that yeah, work? Because yeah, yeah. all I had was like the biggest machine was like a handheld router. You know, that yeah, was it. Yeah. Like I didn't have anything other than that. So everything was just done by hand tools. Um, and obviously, I'd seen like band saws and kind of things at school, but that I, they were kind of off limits to me. Like, you know, yeah, they were kind of saved for like the older kids. So once I got to uh, sort of. Yeah, 16, I was moving into, you know, needing to do something else. Uh, my parents were like, right, well, you can't go. There was a college down in, which I did end up going to down in uh, South London. Sure. But my parents were very, very, like, worried that I was going to be doing something that wouldn't, I would maybe was a fad still. I didn't actually want to do, yeah. you know, there was no, you know, they're scientists, right? So from their mindset, it's like this kid's doing something that's kind of like a bit 
you know no one else i know does it it's mm. a bit sort of vague as to what how you actually make it into a career yeah, no, definitely well, the, well, well, at that time mm. did you feel that pressure from them or is that more oh, of a retrospect thought, thing no 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 oh, really? we, we like like as my, me and my parents have a great relationship now but like between that age like i mean it was just like teenage rebellion right yeah but yeah, like yeah. we definitely like hit you know logheads with each other on multiple yeah. things about like what i was doing as far as like right. my career because yeah, yeah. they they just wanted the best for me and i just wanted the best for me as well and yeah. i just thought we just didn't it didn't connect so well, there was a compromise made basically yeah. well, and, and i'm sure at that stage and please correct me mm. if i'm wrong but i'm sure at that stage that feels like like you know i'm sure the tools cost money the wood costs money yeah. the time costs money all this and you're not making anything from no, like, like no. it's not a feasible it doesn't make sense uh, yeah uh, <laughs> so so what's that transition so basically what happened was i i i took a compromise with them and i said right okay well i will i'll hold off going to this guitar college for a year if you and so they went go and do a carpentry and joinery course so i went okay. to the local um college around the corner like i really didn't want to do it no like it wasn't what i wanted to do but i was like all right fine and actually if i'm being honest it was the best thing i actually did because i learned so many like just woodworking and general you know construction methods sure and gave me you know it gave me a qualification like level two you know carpentry and joiner which i could have gone on to do the level three but i was like you know by the end of it i was like right i am going to this guitar making college <laughs> yeah like, there's no <laughs> there's no stopping me going there but i got a job out like it was actually great because i think about it i was thinking on my way over here i was like you know trying to timeline everything and actually i got really i just been really lucky with like how i've fallen into workplaces actually because right. a lot of my learning and I think we'll talk about it, but a lot of my learning hasn't been through traditional ways of learning things. Like it's been sure. through like just learning through people, like mm. just pe people who work, you know. And so I got this job at a, um, a picture framing firm in Welling. Um, okay. And I, yeah, worked there for like 18 months. Um, right. And that gave me the skill that, because they, it was a proper like production line. Right. They had like every like, tool you ever need it was massive right wow um was there a lot of you working yeah in it was like so 25 could... 30 people in the in the factory part wow um and it, it taught me how to work because i was this kid who's just like oh, i'm just gonna make some guitars and like my car like slow pace and yeah, like yeah. oh let's just do a little thing and then being thrust into this workplace environment where you're like no right come on like you've been on this like sand well, i just did sanding i literally sanded frames for a year i did that three days a week and then worked and then went to college for two yeah um and doing the guitar making so it was a really interesting time when i think about it because it was like uh, two mindsets it was like learning the art and the craft of guitar making which it's a beautiful thing i don't mm. know like if you've ever like sort of seen um, like especially like acoustic guitars being made, but like the way that you do it, you know, it is really a very nice thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. like I remember those days, and they were I was waking up at like four, four, four seventeen year old, you know, waking up at six a.m. and going to work yeah, in yeah, the yeah. dark, and <laughs> you know, on a bus, and yeah. for like forty five minutes, you know, and I'm sure lots of people do it, um, but it's just you know, doing that every day for like 
however long and you don't you know it was like college obviously was a I mean, tracking into London, that was a bit of a trek. But I, when I was going there, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to make some guitars today. Yeah, You know, yeah. the work part of it was like, oh God, I'm just going to... And I wasn't earning that, you know, it was a really basic wage. Uh, yeah, so it didn't, sure. didn't seem like that product, you know, I wasn't like that amazed by what I was taking home. Um, but like, and at the time, I think I really resented it. But again, it's just like, I just did it because I was like, well, I want to prove to my parents and people around my family that I, I'm committed to doing something and um yeah I think it it did it has like bled into how I am now with like work because you know being being self-employed and like setting that whole thing up because it, it kind of it, you are being your own boss you have to just like hold yourself to account all the time it's like you know but I'm I'm sort of so passionate about the guitars now and I have been, when I say now, but I, I kind of am so passionate about doing a good job. I think that holds me to account in a way. Yeah. Um, like the, and and I, I always want the best for my clients. I always like, if, if something isn't right, uh, I will like do the job. Like it's, you know, they come back in like the next day, like try and, problem solve like as best i can um and i think i think it's one of those things where if the if you do something that you don't enjoy for a time but you actually finish it i think that is a really good achievement i think that's a really yeah. i think even if you don't enjoy it it's not always you're not always going to do stuff in your life that you like enjoy you know like you don't always have to be yeah, yeah. totally enjoying stuff but they, but you can learn something from it, and you know, as long as you don't like carry on doing something that you really don't enjoy forever, um, you know, and you have something that you do want to do and you like aiming for it, I think it's fine. I think that doing something that like yeah. you know, like a tedious you know sanding job for sort of a year is as long as like you get when you leave there one you're the best sander you know exactly how to sand things <laughs> but also that you like learn something from it and took something away from it i think that's you know completely fine did you a couple of things did you have mm. a sense of that at the time like when you were doing the sanding did you have a sense there was a skill you were learning yeah yeah and, yeah and so the the worth the work ethic and the drive Mm. that that was leading to something else was there that whole time mm. even even seeing though that bigger picture yeah. Yeah. so that's when I, I then got i i started because then i i started realizing actually while i was there i was like hang on a minute i don't particularly enjoy the work that i'm doing in the in the factory because it was a very much a factory thing but i realized i was like hang on a minute i've got access to like all these tools i could make guitars here in yeah. after hours right. so i started like going okay well i'll spend an extra two hours at work in my own time because like the, my boss pete he was a he was such a legend <laughs> he's such a cool guy like he just let me like use the workshop for another two hours oh right okay because people like work overtime but i'd just be there like like you know i bought in like loads of app like because they had like you know tons of wood like they buy mm. in like unbelievable amounts of hardwood and like all this stuff i was just i was obsessed that was another thing i was obsessed with timber like right. it just was I, I look at the grain on different you know types and species and you just like you just be like wow like i could make so many guitars out of this but it's being made into picture frames <laughs> <laughs> um 
I'll just look at this ash and I'll be like, oh man, this would look sick if it was a Telecaster or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but you're turning this into a picture frame, man, what a waste, <laughs> what a waste of material. So I just like, you know, I'd scavenge away all the, cause I get so much off cuts and I'm just like, great. I, I, so I, I just, and I'd obviously ask for it, but right. I, so I just like my bench underneath my bench would just be like so much timber that I got. And I still got some of it now the, in my the, workshop. See, that answers so many questions because mm. it's an expect building a guitar is expensive. Yeah. So the first few years of doing it and actually building them where, I, cause I got to this point where there's a crossover point where I wasn't building guitars that this, to start with, they weren't very good. They just didn't work or they, sure. like, there was, th and then they started working, but they just didn't play as well as the it's ones I owned. Mental issues. Yeah. yeah. They just weren't as good, but there was this weird, cr I built this telly at, um, it's, I think it's still on my Instagram actually, like which you go back, I built this telly, it was thin, like a thin line telly and I did it in ash and I built it at the, at this workshop and, uh, yeah, I used all the all all the wood from there, and I sprayed it there as well. Which was the other thing was the spraying side of things. Oh, did so they I was, have all that facility? They were spraying and stuff. And right. I met a I met a guy there, Faz. He's a he's a, a bit of a legend, really. <laughs> um, he uh, he he sprayed that guitar for me, but I stained it and I watched the process. And he he did such a great job on it. And um, I start and and when it was done. I remember looking at it and taking it to my friend who's a really good guitar player and I took it to him because I just wanted him to play it really and I remember sitting in his bedroom and I gave it to him and he was and he just like he got into all this kind of like you know finger tapping kind of yeah, harmonics yeah. and stuff so he made it sound amazing I just remember sitting there I got a buzz that I'd never felt before. I got this like weird, you know, like when uh, you like are playing music and you get that sort of, you, you just get the yeah, shivers. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, God yeah. damn, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got that and I was like, oh my God, like this is why I want, this is what I want to do. Like, because mm. I, right, even okay. up to that point, I was like, how the hell? I, I was just kind of just doing it because I was just enjoying making it. But then I got this buzz, oh, man, like if I can get this feeling from, making guitars like wow yeah. and then like it it became like this thing was like okay so it's really about what it's about is like me making something that then when i give it to a, like an amazing guitarist they play it and it sounds i know the guitar's really good so i have to make really good guitars but also like giving it to a player who's going to make it sound amazing because uh, that's the other half yeah, you yeah, know yeah. an amazing guitar in someone who can't play isn't going to sound good but it's giving it amazing you know an, an amazing player can make anything sound good right yeah but like giving them the right tool as well i was like oh right okay i get it now that's what i've got to do so that yeah. was that moment i remember yeah. walking away from that thinking right okay I, I need to design some of my own guitars now because right, okay. up until I just done copies, really. Yeah, you just done Telecaster yeah. Strats, the kind. Other of... than the first one, actually, which was pretty mental. I'll show you a picture of it, <laughs> but like, um, that was pretty mad. But that, other than that, yeah, it was just like you just. Could, I remember watching a video of PRS. Like he was just like, yeah, like when you start off, just copy. Like you know, it's just yeah, like well, doing covers. He, he likened it to doing cover songs. Well, well, which makes perfect sense, yeah. but because those things fundamentally they work. They work, yeah. yeah. So there's no, you're not. Well, even if you do it wrong, you shouldn't. It, it, that's your yeah. fault. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Like the, anything that goes wrong on a on a telly build is your fault, not the fact that the telly build doesn't work. <laughs> no, it's yeah, definitely it's worked, worked for like seventy odd years. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing. It's just you. Um, yeah. So but, sorry, just for anyone listening, mm -hmm. a telly being a type of guitar, it's it's like the simplest the simplest kind of way you can build a guitar. It's yeah, kind of, it's got it's got the least moving parts for an electric guitar. Holton neck. Yeah, yeah, it was a very it was a brilliant 
brilliant design. So so at that that point, you know, you give this, you you let your friend play this guitar, mm. plays it amazingly. I'm sure not to kind of be too businessy, but I'm sure there's a part of you in that moment that thinks people might actually buy this stuff. Mm. So when's the first moment? Like, like, I suppose what I'm asking is when's the first paycheck or does that not come from somebody buying a guitar? Does that come from fixing somebody else's? Yeah, so there's two sides of it, I guess, because that, that, that's where it starts to, the lines start to blur, I guess, as to what the mission is. As it, for it Am I for making sure. guitars or am I repairing them? Now, what I realised was that, you know, I, I kind of realised that I needed to do quite a lot of, because I could build guitars, but obviously still to like a standard, like it wasn't, it wasn't like higher, high end standard. I could make a guitar and it was good, but I still wasn't making like the best guitar. So I was like, right, I need to get better at that um, before I can like sell it, you know, because like I looked at the numbers and I was like, right, even if I make a guitar that I think's good, someone's not going to buy that for four grand. No, because it's just not worth four grand versus a four grand instrument. Because I've seen what a four grand instrument gives you and you're like, wow, okay. So I need to get to that standard. So there's a whole load of learning yeah. to get to that, that point, right? So there was like, there's the actual achievement of making a guitar that works. And then there's making a guitar that is amazing. So mm. I then spent the next, so I moved jobs. I moved to a, uh, there was a job offer actually. And I, I don't even think it, I think it was one of those ones where the job offer came up on Gumtree of all places. And I was <laughs> right, like, wow. right, okay. And I found this place on Holloway Road. Um, and that was really like, I guess I was, yeah, 21. Um, and it was my first like job where I felt like I was really tested, like really tested. Because right. the, the level of craftsmanship that they, so that this was a furniture making company. Okay. So... I don't know how much you know about like high-end furniture, but like the skill level to make high-end furniture yeah, I, I is can imagine. ridiculous. Yeah, like sure. it's like, there is no, and the clients they had were like the highest of the high end. You can't get, you couldn't get better than yeah, that. Okay. So everything had to be perfect. And if it wasn't, it was a remake. And I honestly probably cussed that company. I don't even know. <laughs> when I think about it, I think, God, I wasn't worth my like salary in the first year. God, Scrapping I was chairs. doing so badly if I think about it. Like, But I, it was a crash course in like real high-end stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, because, uh, you know, yeah, I could sand things, but then it was just like <laughs> the, the whole way you think about making something the production line of actually making it even though like, i was doing like the sanding and that was part of it i wasn't doing the whole thing and with the furniture you're doing the whole process you're going from the start right, of the planning okay. it you get a plan that's been drawn out and then you have to it's your job to make this Build thing it. and it was like they were doing any you know it was anything from like you know fitted wardrobes to like you know beautiful tables to just anything in like a in a high-end house that you mm. could think of they were making the whole thing and you just you just learn so quickly how you had to think and you had to think like 20 steps ahead on a project because like if you didn't think of like how you know how you were going to veneer you know for instance veneering boards up like you can't just veneer the board and be like oh that's it done that you've got to think about like how the grain patterns are going to work with each other uh, <laughs> like you just things yeah, yeah. you don't even think about so I guess that started going through my mind. And then when I started getting good at thinking like that, it became like looking at an instrument 
and looking at how I was going to build it. Like the, it was a lot of trial and error, but I started going like, oh, actually, if I do that now, that's not going to be good for later on. Yeah. And it started like that yeah. kind of whole process. So that process made my, made me feel like I could make better things because I, I, I just could understand how something was going to affect like how, how the end product would feel. And so that's how yeah. now when I'm, when I'm designing a guitar, I'm like constantly trying to think like, well, how, okay, that in theory that would work, but is it actually going to give me the best, you know, feel or sound or what have you? And yeah. so you have to think like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like just really, really detailed planning. And, yeah, it's and really. making sure you have an exact picture of where everything is going to go down to the tiniest parts. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing as, and, and so once I'd got to that, and to circle back to like making money, because I think that is the thing, isn't it? It's like, okay, you've learned all these skills. You've got to a point now where I remember getting to a point where I was like, yeah, this guitar, I built this uh, to plug it. It's called the Sequoia, right. um, which is like my, I'm, I'm really proud of it. And I'm going to, I'm this year I'm putting, putting out some um, pushing that guitar basically. Cause I, right. I'm really, I land in the des- design and I was like, the first one I was like, it wasn't perfect, but I, I could see it. And then I built this next one that I, I just like, I love it. It's, it's a really, a really uh, nice uh, design. Have you still got it? Yeah, I've got one. two. I, yeah, I just built another one. Uh, I built I built quite a few of them, but I mean, yeah, I've still got the the white one that I built, which I just I just think. Oh, it's, yeah, I've, I've seen pictures. Yeah, of that one. I just yeah, yeah. just everything about it kind of ticks the box of what I wanted yeah. my guitars to be. Kind of tying a little bit of kind of Scandinavian sort of minimalism design, yeah, I can see that. and and also tying in that kind of uh, Gibsony sort of like classic era. Um, that was kind of the idea. I want it to be something that a bit like your studio kind of feels like it's got like a, yeah, sure. you know, that like clean, but also it's classic. And that's, that's what I was going for with it. So I, once I got that, I was like, right, well, I need to, I need to sell this now. Um, and that's the thing, I, I guess I'm still in that phase with the actual guitar building, um, of it's a, it's a really hard market because people have in their mind, what they want out of an electric guitar. There's all these brands that have been around for so long, Gibson and Fender. You know, when people think of, oh, I want to buy a guitar, it's usually a Gibson or a Fender or, you know, an Ibanez or PRS or whatever. But there's these big, big brands and shapes. And so you you have to, you have to go, okay, what what am I doing this differently? And I think the, and and that, and that's the thing. It's all kind of like showing Mm -hmm. the customer, like I took it to a guitar show this year and like, a lot of people were really interested because it sit, you know, it sits well and it, it plays really nicely, obviously, and sounds cool. So it's then just like finding the next bit where it's like, well, how am I going to, you know, convert part of the market to sort of yeah, in, it yeah. be interested in this thing? Um, so that's where I I'm still at that point. You know, it's not it's sure. not it's not like that. The guitar making side of things is is like. A finished thing for me i'm still working out how i guess is marketing i guess is like you know getting this thing now <laughs> it, it is it's your unique selling point yeah 100 percent is and it must be so difficult in an industry that is so standardized as in yeah. i own a gibson mm. i own a fender it, yeah, yeah and you have these year or well, 70 years since the telecar years mm. of stereotypes have just it, existed yeah. well, in their current form they work mm. there probably isn't a need for a new guitar manufacturer no. on the market yeah um so 
Yeah, so it's, it's interesting when you're talking about it kind of having this like the Scandinavian influence, but mm. also taking like the Gibson kind of, it's it's kind of the Gibson recipe, isn't it? Yeah. When you look at like the pickups and the bridge mm. type and, and that sort of thing. But how I, I'm kind of fascinated by where and the process you take to building something that's authentic mm. while still being accessible because we chatted to tom ford who's a jazz guitarist mm. um and he talked loads about authenticity he talked about it when it came to social media mm. and he used this idea that okay if there's a really good performing fish and chip shop at the bottom of the road don't go and open another fish and chip shop next door to it you have to do something different mm. um so yeah, I'm really interested in the kind of the approach that you take to that authenticity versus a mm. recipe that that works. So I think yeah, okay. So that that going into the design aspect of the of the guitar, the way I go about it is to start with I just sketch like really bad sketches of sure. like a horrible look at that's how i came up with the, the sequoia i was bored on my bench and i was just like sketching a mm. design of a guitar and i thought oh that's kind of cool like and then expanded it out into a kind of into a plan um but i i kind of i i, I i'm constantly playing with um shape and curves i guess is basically uh, and, yeah. and how a line looks on a on a uh, on a board or what have you and then taking that out and making it into a two you know from 2d to 3d and how it feels yeah, yeah. on on the person i'm kind of really interested in like how that and how you know ergonomics feel so i sort as far as like being authentic i'm just i'm just not i'm not paying attention to the um anything that's kind of come before other than what i just subconsciously feel about something sure so i yeah, might yeah. I, I i might i might i might go okay when i look back maybe i am taking influence from this guitar or this guitar but i'm not while i'm making it i'm not trying to consciously be like oh it needs to be like this yeah, unless okay. someone said to me i want a specific thing um i don't i'm not trying to do that i, I if it comes to it and i'm like oh, actually, it kind of looks quite a lot like a Les Paul, then I'll go, well, maybe that isn't the thing I want to be making. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, sure. So I might get to the end of the design and go, yeah, maybe maybe not. <laughs> but I think that's that's fine. And that's why I do like lots of really bad sketches before I build the guitar. Like really bad, like try to make it as ugly as humanly possible. <laughs> you might find in that in that a really good nice line. line yeah and that's kind of and, and line and the way that things work with each other so then it's like the shapes of like the pickups or the um you know and then you, once once you get that then it's sort of one of those things where like you have to go back and go well practically how does that work so it, so it kind of informs itself in a funny sort of way um by the end of it you hope that you got something that actually suits all the criteria that you kind of set out for uh like with the vision yeah. um i was working with a with a girl um last year hannah gray she's um she she and her producer like commissioned a a guitar from me um uh, and gave me <laughs> a fairly loose um description of what they wanted as being i want a cake guitar 
Oh, is, he, he, is this the green one? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't think you've seen I'm this. Seen it's it, a right? mad thing. Know. It's an absolute mad thing. They gave me a thing of like, oh, I want it to be cake. And I was like, what does that even mean? As like, yeah. a, But I kind of got it to this thing of like, well, what is a cake? You know, when you look at a cake, I guess it's layers, isn't it? It's yeah. like, you know, a lot of the time it's a layered thing. And you're just trying to find things within the brief, which you can kind of go, okay, I'm going to pick that word or, um, you know, motif or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is going to inform the design a little bit. You know, once I've got the overall sketch and then the design laid out, I then want to make it into like a an MDF uh, cutout. That, right, I can, okay. that I can bolt together and feel and sit with and go, yeah. how does this actually feel? Yeah, and will, then... Because this is what I was about to say. Like, you know, you're, you're balancing the way something looks with it, its functionality, much like yeah. furniture, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, that yeah, it, has yeah. to, it has to be comfortable. You it has know? to work. You, you, have, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to work to the the shape of the hand and the shape of the body when mm. sat and stood. Mm. So, so you sort of have, yeah, you have criteria that you, have, are... to, that you, you have to abide by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to invent the next flying V. Works. Well, I've done quite a few of them. Actually. <laughs> yeah, I've done two flying Vs, and like that, that they are they're, they're the other end of it. It's like making something completely mental, you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. the good thing about guitar making as a me like as an art form, really, because it is an art form. It's it's got so many parts to it that you could be great at. That you know, the sp- like yeah. the paint, like that was something that I have gotten into the last year or two is just like the spring and like the paint side of things because that's like a whole art thing and in itself it's just like 100 percent. yeah you can you can spend a career being amazing at spraying like it's oh yeah it's such an amazing art form in itself and then like the yeah the way just like the parts are you know made like even to you know i'm 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 quite a massive fan of I I don't really I own a PRS guitar but I don't like actually a lot of the guitars just too flamboyant and flamey for me like yeah. the way that they look yeah. just not like I think they're beautiful things but just not something I personally want to own like, like a tie dye shirt I was yeah in my exactly head, yeah. cool but not my thing yeah but I've got a I've, I have got a um, black um, an all black one which I think is just such a brilliant design it's a lovely guitar but. I was always in really impressed with with his outlook on on making everything mm. as like in fact like they really do try yeah, to make yeah. everything for the guitar in their factory, and I think that's a great that's what my aspiration is is just like to be able to make everything I'm put on the guitar myself like that is what yeah, I wow. want to get to like at the minute I'm not there but like I need a massive workshop and load yeah, of investment of to get to that point, um, but I that is the aspiration is just to be able to make everything, you know, on the guitar so that it is fully custom, you know, and and fully my thing. Uh, So, so is that, because I was thinking while you were talking then, it it almost feels like, and this isn't, it's not only one, but every company has a priority. mm. So PRS, I mean, you can argue with PRS, but I think PRS's priority is probably, um, is probably the way things look and play. Some mm. a company like Stramberg is ergonomics. A company mm. like Fender might be heritage, like you know, or mm. and Gibson might be, I don't know. So the companies are simplicity. Companies are gigability. Yeah. Is is your focus? Is your focus your kind of end goal? This idea that everything is all is all kind of in house. Is that because I think something like that 
of course you want a building guitar that looks great sounds mm. great plays great but i do think i'm thinking about it from like a writing songs perspective there's ultimately there's there's a thing in that that is where your satisfaction is mm. and where your kind of pride over the product will exist and mm. for you it, it, is it that thing that one day it will all be every single part will be yeah a, a, every single part will be a kersey part yeah i want it i want kersey guitars to be something where i look at it and i'm like yeah i made all of that like, oh, i think wow. that's i think that's my like aspiration <laughs> with it eventually is to make something where i'm like yeah like every part other than maybe the the potentiometers and the you know the electrics yeah. probably you know i mean unlikely to build them but um <laughs> you know like the pickups the bridge you know maybe even the tuners at some point i mean again like that might might not be feasible but you know where, where yeah. you got to be practical with some things but yeah where where i can i want to be able to make everything for it because it oh, yeah. i i really i think we're kind of moving this way a little bit more globally maybe but like it's just like i feel like there is a bit more of a push for that like kind of localized business rather yeah. than the globalized business i feel mm, like we I are on a, on, on a trend now of people realizing that like local business is important mm. and actually not having that local you know that's where like the, the you know so we've got the guitar building which is something which i'm extremely passionate about and then there's the business aspect, which if I'm being honest, like where I actually fund my life and the way that I live is not through building guitars at the minute. That is not no. the way I'm making money at the minute because like it's it's a it's a journey. And I look at the way the way I look at the guitar building aspect of my journey is like that's a 10 year goal mm. of getting that thing, building that thing. I'm on maybe two or three year two or three, but I'm like that that is got a that's a long haul flight you know yeah at the minute as it were my short haul flight is repairs and and the community and customer base that i've built up are all people that are you know have their instruments and they yeah. need they need repairs and actually i i, I love it i i absolutely love because that was the other so i started doing the repair work because i was like you know people have more 200 pounds to spend than they have 4,000. 4, yeah, you know? absolutely. There are people who are happy yeah. to spend 200 quid, but they're not happy to spend 4,000 or something they don't know. And even if it is cool and it is great guitar, do they still have four grand to spend on a guitar? Because I've, um, I've got to yeah. feel like I, at the end of making the guitar, I, I, you know, I don't want to give it away for a grand, you know, because I've spent so many hours on it. So you have to price yeah, it correctly. Yeah, yeah. But also you have to accept that maybe finding that client base with that guitar at the value that you think it's worth um you might it might take a while so you have to go okay fine i'm gonna i'm gonna stand my ground with that i think it is worth that price but i yeah. just need to you know show that it is and but i need my time to do that um so that's where i kind of realized i was like right well i actually need to start to being more um yeah productive with being in the industry a guitar yeah, industry entrepreneurial i guess yeah it just started Definitely. people started messaging because i had my instagram and mm. my facebook and then i was starting to do small little repairs mm. uh but I, I had my shed at the bottom of my mum and dad's garden which was just a brilliant place i mean i built it with my granddad when i was i think when i was about 18 i built right. it with him and it was like my workshop for yeah like five years 
in that time, it just grew into... Well, it didn't grow. It was still the same size, but the things inside it grew. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it became full. <laughs> it became yeah. bloody full. Um, so that was the other thing is like the the sheds and, and then... Where I got a job working at the local guitar store doing like repairs there. Right. And that really started to make me realize about, you know, what the industry actually is. And, yeah. and actually, to be honest, the most, most of the people that I see on a daily basis, they just want their guitars that they own, that they already like to play as best they can. I mean, that's kind of really what most yeah, yeah. people want. Absolutely. Um, and actually, the the boutique guitar market is a select people. You know, there's select yeah. people who will. So that's why I say it's like a 10-year... Because like it is just a one of those things of kind of getting into that market. It's quite hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, I'm quite fine with that as being my overall, you know, kind of plan. But at the minute, I'm completely you know i'm really really happy where i am with the business as i've grown it up yeah. as being you know serving like the local community and actually found a quite a lot of enjoyment out of you know sort of people bringing their stuff that they thought was like dead or you know doesn't work and actually just bringing a lot more to that guitar than they maybe ever thought they could get out of it or you know, re- reviving something that was their dad's or, you know, you know, that's what cool. have you. Yeah. That I, and I started learning actually that that was the side of things that actually there was quite a lot you could do and you, you meet people and you have some really cool sort of interactions with people. Um, so I, I, I've really enjoyed that side of learning how to get into... Well, and, and I suppose as well, maybe this is idealistic, but lots of those people, people like me, for example, mm. who have the you know like t- today you've brought back one of my yeah, guitars yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I and it's phenomenal and i'm yeah. probably gonna spend loads and loads and loads <laughs> of time with it later but it's right now i've got 200 pounds spare to have yeah. you fix it yeah right now i don't i don't have four no. grand to spare yeah, yeah, yeah but in a few years time so you yeah. know so say your end yeah. goal kind of it, w- within that 10 year period yeah maybe i will be in a position where i'm like oh, i really i want something boutique so so i kind of see that you are you're, a, you're already building up the the potential client base. Yeah. Like, you know, it, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's somebody else who gets to the point where mm. they've got four, five, six, yeah. you know, however many grand, mm. and they want to have something built. Mm. But 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 yeah, no, you, it's kind of you're working towards that the whole time, and and you've got your shop now, which yeah, is yeah. which is really cool. I, I really it's love really it. Cool. I, I mean, like it's a it was a massive it was a massive turning point because, I mean. Really, I have to. I have to uh, thank my wife. Really, for she. Uh, ever since I've met her, I mean, I met her actually. Funny, working at the guitar shop in town, and she kept on bringing things through to me. Right. And like uh, before we were going, you know, and I was like, uh, she brings a lot of stuff through that doesn't need fixing. And I'm <laughs> like, uh, anyway, one thing led to the other, and now we're married. But um, <laughs> she's been amazing. I mean, she's always she kind of pushed me to leave the shop because it was quite a comfy existence but you know just repairing people's guitars or what have you in the and getting a wage for it and it was like cool but i you know i still had in the back of my mind i want i always want to improve my process in in anything i do so i realized i needed to do it for myself yeah um but moving into moving into the um we did it in lockdown actually at the end of lockdown because i was right. getting we like I'd, I'd left my job and i thought i was it was always with plan i was leave my job and then take a few months and then start the new business start the business properly because i was getting enough clients where i could see 
it would work. You'd, You'd take have an income. Time. Yeah, I'd have some money coming in. It might not be great for a year or two, but that's just starting a business. And I think I mean, we can talk about that if you want. But mm. um, the, yeah, it was as, once we moved into the point, I mean, lockdown, obviously weird. I mean, obviously I was about to start a business and then lockdown <laughs> hit. I was like, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so I spent two months like going, I was really depressed, just like sitting around drinking beer and <laughs> just like oh this isn't good and then people get messaging me i was like because it was that time where it's like obviously can't do anything and then i didn't have a job to do either no and my parents i didn't live with my parents anymore so like getting to the show i was like should i can i technically even go there like i mean i technically can't but it's my workplace now so it's like and then it started getting into you know everyone was chilling out a bit more Mm. and i was like right people dropping guitars off at my parents house in a pandemic doesn't seem like the place to do it it's not a great idea i don't think so we we found a unit um it's a gorgeous location i mean oh it's so nice it's on a it's on a, basically like a old world farm it's just like a kind of untouched and it's like in the middle of like a lane with a big wood which is just a a magical wood like if you ever go in like mm. for a walk through in in there it's just amazing um and it's just a really small community of little local businesses uh there's a brewery which i rent actually my space off of um and those are and there's a studio there various other places you know there's black sounds like a musician's dream though. it's just lovely i mean it's, <laughs> it's just so I, nice i, I, really, I mean so there's nice. it, i mean there's a lot of potholes so there's you know you do have to <laughs> watch the potholes and it, you know there are things that are you know could maybe be better but like as far as the actual ethos of the place it is it is a lovely place to be and we found this unit and it was just it just worked so we just moved into it and Actually, ever since I've done it, it's just the business has just gone so well because being in a premises with the type of business that I have just gives, I think, the customer like confidence to bring their stuff through. 100%. And and putting it on Google was a big move as well. Like, I can't recommend doing that enough if, if you're starting a business. Like, you know, put, put your, put it on Google because like you will get so much traction from that um yeah and 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 once i had that it really felt like a workplace you know so it was mine and it felt like a workplace um and i felt like then that's where my sort of business properly started was then really it's that the bit for me is it's getting is it's getting to the point mentally where where you feel that you're starting the business yeah and it it, it's that it's that transitional phase between Mm. it being you know you love doing it and there's an aspect to it with your where it's your job because you're working for somebody else fixing guitars mm. but having the kind of it, it it's ballsy mm. to kind of yeah. was there a lot of anxiety about <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i mean yeah man like i've i've had to definitely do some cbt over there. like honestly yeah, like yeah. um no no honestly like, i mean that like it, it is an anxious it is an anxious thing to do uh, it, it but the payoff is you know i can come and do something like this like and you know I, all right i'm not gonna be earning money right now while i'm doing this but it's something i want to do yeah and i can take the morning off and just and do that and it gave and it gave and and that having that flexibility in your life is a really nice thing i get to you know i'd work hard i work late but then in the mornings I give myself until 10 to start so I can walk the dog, you know, spend a yeah, bit of time with Sarah kind of in your the morning. Life for you. And I, I like work life balance is important. I like, so I might work later, 
but I'll start later and I can kind of, there, there are payoffs to yeah, it. Definitely being your own boss. And the anxiety part of, you know, I mean, the first year, you know, I didn't make at all you know, anything really. I made like really? sort of, I don't know, figures, but it wasn't, it wasn't a great year. No. But then the next year it doubled and then this year it's doubled again. Yeah. And it's kind of like you start to see a slow and like you feel like you're not doing anything and then suddenly you're like, oh, actually, you look at the books again and you're like, wow, actually, this is starting to kick off. I'm starting to actually see people coming through. I'm obviously, mm. and then like the Google reviews start to come through as well. Yeah. So you kind of, you have to, you have to give yourself a kind of a pat on the back every so often. Because Absolutely. I, because it's quite easy to sort of just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going thinking, oh, I'm not really doing anything better. And you have to like sit back and go, no, actually, like it is going in the right direction. Mm. I am doing it. Or, or if it isn't, readjust. It is constantly a feeling of readjustment. Yeah. And and if you're like in this process, you know, if if someone is out there like kind of in that in-between thing of like they're working for someone, they've got this like a side hobby that they think they could make some money. I mean, I just go and do it for it. I mean, if what's the worst that's going to happen? Like you take a year out. You know, I kind of took it the first year. I just went to Sarah. I was like, look, I mean, she said to me, I mean, luckily, uh, and, and I, I can imagine I, I, I accept my privilege of being able to do this is that I was in a position where I could actually not have to, um, you know, earn for yeah. the first year. And I had a partner who was going to be happy to support me as well. Yeah. So there are factors in there, and I, I do accept them as being of very. I, I am very uh, grateful for that. Um, but that being said, you know, if they weren't the things, I'm sure that I probably would have found a different way around it. And you have yeah. to just like maybe you have to work that second job while you do it, or take it part time, do something. But and I did do that for a long time. Was like kind of like working kind of job. Even when I started the business, I was taking on like some furniture work that I didn't really want to be doing, like no. just to get some money in. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll go and do some laboring for a day or what have you in the first, you know, in the first yeah, yeah, bit, yeah. you just have to hustle really, really hard and try and get, get some money through. Yeah. Uh, Cause like really it does, it doesn't <laughs> well, matter. Cause it all costs. It all costs like tools costs, you know, just driving to places costs. Yeah. And you start to look at money differently. Um, when you're, when you're, self-employed versus being employed you start to look at money in a different way and the money that you earn isn't all money for you you know you have to start then thinking about it in two different sets you have to be like all right there is that money there that i've made but it's i can't really go and spend that money on everything that i want to no. go and spend it on because if i do that then i'm going to not have anything to fall back on if something goes wrong so you have yeah. to start like thinking in two different mindsets and but it's doable. I think that's the thing. Like it is doable. You can you can make a, make money from you, from your hobby. Essentially, it yeah. is doable. You just have to find a kind of a niche into it, you know. And I think yeah. that's where music is a hard. It's a hard um, pill to swallow for musicians. I feel because we want to make stuff and we want to make stuff that we like. Yeah. But you sometimes have to be taking the jobs which aren't maybe as fulfilling yeah absolutely it's so so relevant and i think uh, a lot of the stuff that we discussed on this podcast with other people and, and between will and i mm. is, is that idea that you are treating yourself as a business exactly like mm. you do i mean your business is obviously within the music industry 
very much so, mm. but it, it has a physical product at the end mm. of it, whereas a lot of the time, you know, a digital mm. project with a tune or anything like that is different. Mm. But you need to give yourself time and you need to work really hard. Really hard, yeah. And, and just learn everything around it and treat it like a business. Like when you're driving to a gig, think mm. about the logistics of that gig. Like I ran a wedding band and when I was quoting people... I made sure to think, well, I've got to pay everyone's fuel bill. Yeah. I've got to get my equipment, which is, I'm yeah. still paying it off. So I yeah. need to add all that into into the sum of it all. And then I need to think of taxes on top of that. And it's everything that you need to learn around that that is so, so important if mm. you really want to make money. And I think with the time aspect things, um, from another business that I'm quite involved with, we sort of set the goal of, well, we'll turn a profit in four years. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. that was the aim. Yeah. Um, and it took three years to turn a profit, which was better than our expectations, but still three years of, of losing money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or barely breaking even. Um, so it's so, so interesting. And it's so relevant, everything that you've discussed to anyone in the industry and anyone in any industry but mm. you know taking it slow and, and and learning the experience learning the craft and, and investing in yourself I think. I think we we all kind of look at social media as like you know i think it's, it's been echoed before but it's just like you think everyone made it overnight and it's like no it takes 10 years <laughs> yeah, no i think 10 years is a is a completely realistic time frame to get a to get a like a you know it depends what business you're doing, right? And 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 the biz, but the creative industry doesn't really fall in the same parameters as you know, tech or something like yeah, that. No. You know, mm. obviously these people who are doing that thing where they can you know write code and like make money from that. I mean, if you can do that and music, probably great. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, probably is the thing to do, right? But yeah. I mean, I think it's completely fine if you you know. If you, if you, I think there's this thing online where it's like you've got to be a millionaire. Like yeah. being successful is being a million, like making no, a million. It's not. And it's like making, making 40 grand. Like if you've got to that point, it's like that's really it's good. Huge. Like yeah. if you, yeah. if you can just make a salary out of it, of, in, of enjoying your work and doing what you enjoy, 20 grand even. Great. Like I'm, I'm, de I'm definitely a victim of that though. What thinking that you have to make a million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like hundred percent. I'm victim of that. I think that all the time. That's, like. the, that's the way I'm wired, and 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 maybe that's not the way I'm wired. Maybe that's the way I've hmm. been rewired by yeah. by um, by social media and stuff. But yeah, so so on that though, because that's kind of a standard that has been set by by other things. What's your what's your kind of coping mechanism for like the bad days? Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the thing. It, it, you do get bad days. Like there are yeah. things, mistakes happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you do you do mess up sometimes, and sometimes it's on things you really wish you hadn't done that on, and you just gotta like what it's problem solving. Every, basically, it all boils down to problem solving. Uh, being honest with your client is literally the most important thing you can do. So. You know, and and then if if you can't fix it yourself, you've then got to work out how you can either fix it or make it better, and things like that. You know, yeah. and it being yeah. So being honest with your client, I would say, is like a really important thing. And then on a personal level, some days, yeah, you're not gonna feel your best. You're you're not gonna want to go into the office, but just turn up for a couple hours. Just be there for yeah. a couple. Be there. Be there. Even if you do like literally nothing. And you just go walk away and went, no, not going to be it. I think that's completely fine as long as it's not a thing that you're constantly doing because then then you've got to relook really sure. at it and go, 
is this actually what I want to do? So like, you do have to be honest with yourself at some point and go, actually, am I enjoying what I'm doing? Mm. Um, The, the bad days, I I, I guess it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like anything you've got to write, writing down your thoughts are really, I find that really useful, like writing down, things in general so like you know every day when i walk into the office i'll write down a list of things on my whiteboard of what i'm going to achieve that day yeah. and i will achieve 90 percent of them if not 100 percent of them every time because i don't set the goals too big daily yeah daily goals shouldn't in my mind be massive lists like they no. should be five max ten mm. Uh, and maybe attainable. one maybe one if that's all you're going to do like today i'm going to do two things after this like they're going to be long things but they're going to be like sort of things where i yeah. can achieve them because you want to leave the day i feel like that the to aren't kind of tie it into mm. the bad days because i feel like you have less bad days if you achieve something every day 100 percent. do you know what i mean if you I leave th- every day so. achieving something yeah. you're like well i, I can't mm. be that mad at myself because no. i achieved this this and this yeah and that's the importance of writing it down because then yeah. you, you you can you, actually you know see it. it you, you know can, you've yeah. achieved something you know yeah. you've done something yeah. and i think that's something i definitely have to do in lockdown yeah oh I, sure. I, I mean i've started doing it you know where i'm working at the moment you know i've started having to just write a list of all the things that need doing because if i don't do them then the day just feels like a, a failure do, do you have a sense of um we've spoken about this idea of a sense, sense of urgency in life mm. Do you have that feeling? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I, I mean, I've, I've kind of got the, uh, I mean, I got the existential crisis feeling, you know, about a year and a half ago of like, I've really got to do something about this. You know, I've really got to actually make this happen. Um, which, which actually led me down a path which actually I've had to get myself out of because I went too far down it of like sort of trying to too much and giving myself too much pressure so that's where i've had to step back a little bit and go okay you yeah. are actually doing fine yeah. <laughs> you don't constantly. yeah but i think it is important to have that urgency and like be something so, you know like we're saying like a goal a day really you know yeah. really helps you to to motivate and, mm. and get something done I, I feel like that alleviates the sense of guilt if you mm. don't have if today isn't as productive as yesterday yeah if you've achieved the goal if the goals are attainable then you don't feel guilty at the yeah. end of the day and and i'm I'm a real advocate for doing something completely different as well. Mm. Like, you know, I'm re- music's obviously my thing, but I'll go to the gym every day. Yeah, because yeah, if yeah. I don't, I just like, and and th- and that's not for any, for any kind of, you know, oh, I want to be a bodybuilder kind no, of thing. It's just, just I've just got to do something completely different. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I think you do that as well with things. I do as well. Yeah. I mean, similar to Will with the music aspect things. I mean, I, yeah, I think I, I've, built a healthy relationship for myself with music and I have other ambitions outside of music and stuff. So mm. I, I work towards those and um, yeah, again, I, I write things down. I, I tend to only do it on the days where I feel like I would have done nothing if yeah. I haven't done those. So sure. days off. Yeah. But, um, yeah. On normal day to days, I I tend to do what you said you went down the, the route of doing too much mm. of is I'll pile on loads of things on myself and then I'll just deal with it. Yeah, and I, I'll just I, keep I, going. One hundred percent. Because it was really interesting. Because when I you called me a couple of weeks ago about coming to pick up pick mm. up my guitar, and the only day that I could do was Sunday, and 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 you said, oh, you know, I don't I, I don't work Sundays. I'm sure when you're talking about going and doing too much, there was a point where you did work Sundays. No, and yeah, and I, I have to stop myself. But like, time. it's it's something that me and Sarah discuss because me and Sarah discuss 
like daily like we, we talk daily about the business like mm. it isn't just mm. my business it is it is like the way i see the business is like a family business that's basically yeah. what i want to run it as um like kersey guitars is my family and like that is what you know that's how i want to run it um and we talk daily about it you know what we can do what we can make better you know how how we're feeling you know yeah. about it like yeah it's important to talk about um sundays are a day off and i don't work them anymore because if i work seven days a week i burn out on the monday and end up not caring i can't care about guitars like every day of the week otherwise i will just explode there's the only the only time i will work a sunday is if it is paramount that the guitar is finished or something is going wrong like there is there's very few times when that happens but if that does happen i'm mean, it's not i'm not willing you know i no, will i will bend my rule but i then will take a day off in the week yeah. if, if yeah. that because I, I really feel like it you have to give yourself some time like this weekend I, I took the weekend off because i was just feeling completely burnt out i think i've got a lot of learning to do on that i i, I think it's easy to do too much when you're starting out and you haven't got something where you're like you can sit when i didn't have the as it were the business set up and it wasn't like a thing i definitely worked like every, i worked a lot harder between the age of like 23 to 25 when i was um when the business wasn't completely set up I, I'd, I'd come home from work then work till like nine o'clock at night pretty much you know like getting all the work and to be honest it was, it was i'm fine to do it but it was not you know sustainable really for a long period because you just don't no. you just get so knackered with it but do you um, think that was necessary to where you are now oh, i don't think i would be where i am now if i didn't show myself in a way <laughs> yeah. that I, I i have to I, I constantly have to prove to myself that i'm doing something uh of worth i think yeah. and i kind of have to yeah. remind myself oh. so i'm quite happy to to work uh if it requires it uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I had like, yeah, three really, really nice old Gibsons in. One of the guitars just showed up loads of issues that I hadn't quite caught before. And I thought I'd finished the job and I still had the other two to do. And then it was just like, there was no leeway on it. It was just because yeah. he was taking them on tour. And so I worked, you know, literally nine till nine every day for that. And I still had other, you know, stuff to do as well, but that's, I just have to clear that, not even think about it. And, and you kind of have to just be laser focused then and just go, right, these are the only thing that matter in my life right now. Yeah. And that's where I think learning that graft and doing those jobs you didn't want to do, that's where you can go, okay, I know I can, I know I can do this because I've done it before. I've proved myself that I can do this. I can work hard. So you you know how to do it. And maybe it means taking a few more coffee breaks in the day, <laughs> yeah, having yeah. a walk, you know, go for a walk for an hour, move away. I always uh, try to remember to look, to, to move back from the thing I'm working on. Mm. I'm The only time I make mistakes is when time is precious. And I'm kind of, of <laughs> especially on like repairs where it's like, you know, like, Lack, lack of repairs always take time and you there is certain ways to quicken up the process but certain ones you just can't quicken up the process on and things where yeah like you wanna you just want it to be fixed now and you can't and you just gotta go no i've gotta leave it for a day i have to leave this for a day and you just constantly and then know that in that daily time it's not even going to be finished then you still got another few hours and there are 
things that could yeah. go wrong. You have to then just be able to just go, nope, I'm not going to touch it because it is so easy to go, oh, oh, let me, oh no. Just made so, it. It's so similar. I made it 10 times worse and made yeah. myself have a load more work, you yeah. know? It's so similar to my relationship with songwriting. Is it? So, so similar. Mm. Like without the context of building a guitar, yeah. Yeah. if you'd said, like I could have said that about, about yeah. writing songs and you just, you get to a point where you have to just walk away mm. and then and come back to it. And it's, yeah. You either know, I think with song, cause I was a songwriter as well. And it's like, you either know whether or not it was a good song or not when you come back to it. Because yes. if you, I mean, yeah, you, you come back to it and you listen it's, to it, you're like, that is obvious. It's just not it. Yeah. Or like, you know, you can, I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but when you write, do you write with, with logic? Yeah. 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 So you, uh, I just get in, in logic loops, I call yeah. it. I just like, I just, I just get, it's like thought loops for logic. It's just like you constantly listen yeah, to yeah. the same bit of production yeah. and you're, and then you start, you know, messing around with all the, um, you know, effects and the, you know, compression. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you just, you go think, so detailed and you just don't need and to. And then when, and then when you actually put it into the larger context of the song, it's like, does it even work with the song? I've changed yeah. it now from what yeah, I've so I deliberately give it to someone else. I, I'll record something. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to Jacob. I'll give it to anyone mm. who's a producer. And then I'll give them five days. Yeah. And then when it comes back, they might have said, I've done nothing, but then I'm rehearing it and mm. then I can think if it's good or not. Um, but that's that's kind of my process with that. Um, look, thank you so much no, for yeah, coming on. You. It's been so, so interesting and really like for, for me insightful into into the guitar building side thank of things because I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, but definitely business-wise, there's oh, so much to dig down on. It? I think I think you're, you're kind of, it's the, the passion, the discipline and, and like the attention to detail yeah. that... You know, I, it's interesting hearing how you learn that mm. stuff and that that stuff isn't necessarily just born with. There are things that you've done through the process where you've learned this yeah. stuff and you've had to learn it and and you and you apply it to what you do. I think you just, but basically what I'd say is that, you know, even some of the people that I've learned stuff from, I don't particularly like, you know, like <laughs> there's people that I've learned stuff from that I haven't like, maybe they're not my friends, but I think that is one thing I would say is like that people can teach, even if you don't like them, they can teach you stuff that is actually quite valuable to your whatever skill or part of your life. I think that is really important yeah. to just try and take in stuff from people because you never know when you might need it. And also it's just like kind of one of those things where, if you're constantly like closed-minded about stuff, then yeah. how are you ever going to learn anything new <laughs> like, yeah, sure. or do anything better? So yeah, I'm sure. Well, thank you so no, much for thank listening, you. everyone at home. And thank you so much, Matt, for for, yeah. uh, for coming on. Uh, your Instagram is... Kersey underscore, underscore guitars co, I think. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll link it. We'll link yeah, it yeah. below. They're all, yeah, and, I can't uh, remember what the handles and, actually yeah, are. No, but no, that, just Kersey that, Guitars. Absolutely fine. That's, and, you'll uh, find me. And yeah, good, like, definitely go and follow those as well, people, because yeah. some of the things you post are, oh, cheers, are, 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 are awesome. And aesthetically, they just like... It, <laughs> yeah. the, the, that cake guitar, if you do nothing else today, yeah. just go and have a look at the cake guitar. <laughs> We've got a lot more coming out uh, this year. So yeah, it should be, should be exciting. Amazing. But thank you very amazing. much Thank you so much. Thanks, lads. Right, Will, where can people find us? Uh, so we can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, all of those lovely sites. When you're on any of those sites, if there is a space to give us a rating, like there is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for sure, go down, give us five stars, write us a little review. It helps us so much because then it helps other people 
find our podcast and uh we're trying to build a community and have a big old friendly conversation <laughs> a big old friendly community <laughs> and that's is laughing at me so no thank you very much guys thank you for listening thank you very much cheers <laughs>